All right, so we're speaking about uh, an article that came out regarding sex education, saying that grade four learners are going to be learning about masturbation. So in a statement, the Department of Education went to clarify its plans for the new curriculum, stating the new life orientation textbook for grade four currently being written does not cover masturbation. The grade fours will learn in a most age-appropriate and sensitive way how babies are made, and encourage pupils to share what celebrations they know of linked to welcoming children into the world, such as Imbelego, which is what, Gasetwana? That is a good question. Actually, if anybody can help us out, do send us a WhatsApp, 0815777333. But we are saying, now that the subject has been brought up, when mm. is the right time to introduce your children to the subject of sex? Should it be your children or should you lead, leave it to the Department of Education? And at what point do we talk masturbation with children? Joining us on the line, we have sexual health educator Taylor Johnson, who is from Sexy Smarts. Taylor, good morning and welcome to the Fresh Breakfast Show. Good morning, and thank you so much for having me. All right. At what point should an adult, and we'll clarify which adult that should be, be teaching a child about sex? So I'd like to first start with the idea that conversations around uh, the body and touch are probably where we want to start with um, with young children. Mm. And when I say young children, I'm talking about very young children, talking about, you know, two, three years old. Mm. Because often what tends to happen is that we say head, shoulders, knees, and toes, and we kind of ignore anything that's in the middle, yes. right? Mm. Nothing, nothing in the middle is talked about, or um, if it is talked about, it's kind of naughty. It's, mm. it's seen as something naughty. And so then we have a situation where children are very intuitive, um, and so if they feel as though they're going to be punished or shamed for talking about certain things, then they just won't. Um, and so it's important that we open up conversations about touch and about our private parts and genital areas very early on uh, in childhood development. So, you know, from a very, very young age. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to conversations more, you know, complex regarding sex, um, that definitely is something that parents may want to handle um, a bit differently and maybe in their own time and maybe as questions come up. But I think what's really important is that you open up those lines of communication so that your child feels more comfortable discussing these types of things with you in Mm. the first place. Mm. I was reading an article that spoke about how by the time a child is between the ages of five and eight, they should have a basic understanding of, for instance, the fact that some people are heterosexual, homosexual, or even bisexual. They should also know about the role of sexuality in relationships Uh, that we should have had uh, basic conversations of privacy, nudity, and respect for others in relationships. But tell that to your average African parent, Mm -hmm. and they're going to tell you, you're mad. Mm -hmm. Right. And I I get that. You know, I think that it's it's important for us to realize that as adults, some of this stuff is going to be a little bit um, challenging for us to navigate because of the way that we were raised Mm. and the way that we were socialized. Um, And so... It's okay for it to be a little bit uncomfortable, but what I think is really important to keep in in focus is that the world has changed dramatically, and children have so much access to information now, uh, so much more than than even I did um, growing up, and they will be exposed to this information whether you like it or not. Um, And so what's important to understand is that being able to have these conversations with them helps you to guide them and to 
to dispel myths and dispel false information um, and to give them, you know, a kind of a, a moral sense of, of their development um, and how you want for them to, to, you know, develop their own sexuality. Um, because we're all sexual beings. We can't mm-hmm. just deny... We, the, sexuality isn't something that pops up at puberty and is, that's it. Yes. You know, we develop sexually throughout our entire lives. That's part of human development. Um, and so understanding that, it doesn't... Um, it doesn't change your child. There is, there, there's a difference between innocence and ignorance, mm. right? We don't want ignorant children. Mm. Um, it's fine to want innocent children. 19 minutes after six, that's the uh, voice of sexual health educator Taylor Johnson. Uh, we'll continue having this chat with her about the little ones and uh, the talk, more so at a complicated level, beyond how is a child made. Mm. When do you talk about sexuality with your kids? Please share your story with us. Uh, we will take your calls even on 089-110-3377. Call us. We will call you back. It's a banger and a half. This is Chinaman with Solid, the Kususa remix. It's 21 minutes after six. Fresh breakfast on Metro FM. Traffic next. 25 minutes after 6 o'clock. It's the Fresh Breakfast Show. And this morning, we're talking about sex education, in particular, masturbation. When is the right time to teach your children about sex? And we are taking a WhatsApp, so at one five double seven double three double three, Send through your voice notes as to what approach you are going to take or actually which was taken on you. Are you responsible for teaching your kids about sex? And what age should that be? Or are you expecting the school to do that? Now, Fresh, you got a, a tweet. What's that about? Clay uh, says, my nine-year-old son recently asked me how he got inside my stomach when he was a baby. In fact, his exact words were, were I know I was in your stomach, but how did I get in there? Wow. And also, how did I get out of your stomach? Clay first things first, in my humble opinion, nine is too old to be having such a conversation with your little one. I personally believe by the time they're five, they should yeah. know the basics of reproduction. That a man and a woman make a baby together, the baby grows in your uterus, yeah. and the baby comes out. In fact, by the time they're between the ages of two and five, you should be teaching them about their own body awareness, privacy, that this is yours and for no one else to touch. And that's the, the reason that it's so important that you teach your kids that and the correct names of the private parts is, uh, is for safety issues, if nothing else. Or else, how's your child going to tell you if some, someone is doing something to them? Interestingly enough, enough Fresh, yes. May in, the, in America is known as Masturbation Month. So as in what? It's a month for Trump to president. <laughs> Good morning. Is it Manyaku? Manyaku, yes. Yes, Manyaku. What's on your mind this morning? Thanks for joining us. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, what I think is uh, the sex education is a very good thing. Um, we need to teach the kids as young as possible. Yes. So that they're aware of their surrounding. Even these things with abuse, it will help them to be able to identify that I'm exposed to abuse or something. Because some of the kids, it's like they know that uh, my uncle touched me here mm. and this, while they don't know what's happening. So I think that we should teach them as early as possible. And remember with us uh, during our days when we menstruate, we used to cry because nobody told us what's happening. And you feel but guilty. Now, you feel like you've done something wrong. Mm. 
Yes, yes, yeah, you would cry. But now I've just I've, I've got a twelve year old. She's seen a period last year. She was eleven. But it everything was so easy for me to explain to her. It, it just went smoothly. So mm. I think it's a good thing. They need to be proud. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Uh, that was uh, Manyaku, mother to a 12-year-old. Uh, our guest is still in uh, the building. We love speaking to experts because we are mere mortals when it comes to many of these things. Sexual health educator Taylor Johnson uh, from Sexy Smarts. Taylor, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you so much for staying with us, Taylor. Um, do you find that a lot of the times sex education is focused on girls because of their menstruation versus boys where uh, maybe in their case they have erections that they don't understand. Yes. So I do think that we um, as a society tend to focus on kind of pregnancy prevention Mm. um, and the burden tends to fall much on young women um, and we don't talk as much to uh, young males about about the changes that they're going through and what's happening with their bodies. Um, and I really think it's super important that we talk to all genders um, because this this stuff is important to all of them. Mm. Um, and oftentimes boys feel like they're, they're not getting as much information. Um, and, and, you know, in this time of puberty, you are literally being, your body, the influx of hormones, of sex hormones in the body is so intense <laughs> and causes so many things that it's really important that we give them some guidance on what's happening um, because it can be kind of a, a disconcerting experience if you're not sure what's going on. Mm. Um, you know, night emissions for some boys cause immense shame um, and and spontaneous erections, all of which are perfectly normal and part of their development, um, can be very shameful experiences because they just haven't been told about them. And the same with with young women and menstruation. Mm. Um, You know, oftentimes I've spoken to people who think that they they were dying. That was what they thought. They thought that they were dying, that something, that it was some sort of cancer or or something, you know, Um, and so then had to be told after that but that's such a traumatic experience that isn't necessary (laughs) it's not necessary for them to go through that kind of traumatic experience um they should know what's happening to their body and expect that you know at a certain time you will have this experience and that that's part of your normal development as a human um so yeah it's really important that we talk to all children about development about bodies um and and how things work so that they're not so afraid and that this and that they feel comfortable coming to adults and mm. talking to us about about some of these things. Absolutely. Mm. Taylor, we need to break for news. May we keep you for just another 10 minutes, please? Yeah, no problem. Thank Perfect. You. Thank, Thank you. you. Sexual health educator Taylor Johnson is in the building. Maybe you'd like to share your story, you'd like to share your journey with us on 089-110-3377. Call us. We'll call you back. At 6.30. There was a lot of talk about an article and the fact that masturbation as a subject was going to be part of life orientation Mm. for grade fours. We have a tweet sent in. It says, uh, not a tweet, a WhatsApp. 
The article is not true. I'm an SGB chair of uh, Samuel uh, Mangala Primary School and read a presentation on sexuality education done this past Saturday. The GDE curriculum is age appropriate. A lower learner will not be taught explicit stuff like they would at a higher as a higher learner. Mm. It is nicely packaged together and very comprehensive. There is a vast difference between sexuality education and sex education. Sex education the department doesn't teach at all. So I can safely say leave it in the hands of the GDE to teach your child it will be age appropriate we did establish though earlier on that the department said that um the article was alarmist but this is the 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 thing though why aren't we teaching kids about that at that age because who's going to be the one to tell them masturbation is normal and okay no but you're gonna grow hand uh, hair on your palm and then you're gonna go to hell or it's going to fall off if you play with it. Isn't that what they tell little boys? Absolutely. We're hanging out with and mine is still here. Anyway, <laughs> we'll be right along. <laughs> Whoa! We're hanging Whoa. out with sexual health educator Taylor Johnson. Taylor, thank you for being patient. Welcome back. <laughs> thank you for having me. Should we be teaching children about masturbation in the first place? Um, my approach is yes, but let's start more with uh, touch. Let's go back to touch um, and particularly self-touch. Mm. So even children as young as, you know, a year, 18 months, may tend to touch their genitals for self-comfort. It's mm. not a, a sexual thing. Um, it's just something that is comforting, just like maybe sucking your thumb, right? Mm. And And so, like I said earlier about having those conversations around the body and touch, you need t- children need to know when it is appropriate and when it's not appropriate. Mm. So, um, you know, similar to how we, you know, then potty train, um, going to the bathroom is a private behavior. Um, it's not shameful. We all go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's yeah. not something to be ashamed about. But it is something that is private and is not meant to be done in a public space. Mm. So, so it's Definitely teaching them how and that. when. It's teaching them when. And where is appropriate versus um, because some parents might feel like why are we encouraging kids to touch themselves to say this is normal, but this is the the way it's appropriate. Right, exactly. Teaching when and where it is appropriate because it is a normal behavior. Okay, Um, it is it is not uncommon for both you know uh, all genders of children to touch themselves. Um, It's part of self exploration as well. you know, they have hands, they have <laughs> genitals, they're yes. going to want to figure out kind of what what does this do and what's it there for, mm, you know. Mm. Um, so self-exploration is perfectly natural and it's perfectly normal. Um, I think that masturbation itself has been so stigmatized for a really long time. Um, as And often adults conflate the issues of pornography addiction mm, yes. um, and masturbation addiction. And I think that, that is, those are two very separate things and they're not to be conflated. Mm. Um, we all, you know, our, our position is that we're all born with our own God-given sexual imagination. And um, any sort of sexual self-pleasuring that is happening alone and privately, uh, you know, Again, perfectly normal, but can be a healthy experience for young children to kind of understand their own bodies um, and explore that part of their development. But what's important is that that is not being influenced by adult material mm. or by adults, you know, of people older than them. So 
Um, one, that it's very private, that it's something that they do alone and privately, um, and that they're not being influenced by pornography, mm. um, that they're not using pornography to do those things, but that they're using their own sexual imagination um, All right, we, we, we've got a caller on the line. Muzi, good morning. Hey, morning, how's it? Good, thanks, and you? Yeah, yeah the thing is, I've got, I've got a, a, a three-year-old, mm. Already, by when he takes a pee, already when he, when I when I take a pee with him around, when he sees me do that, he says, if I take long, I'm playing with it. Already mm. he knows that. Mm. So, so a sexual talk should be, should be encouraged, but at the very same time, it should be like... Not on the uh, pleasure side, but on the safety side, you should teach them more on the safety side. Why, why not on the pleasure side? Uh, because already, if uh, already he knows, at three years, he knows that if you take long, you're playing with it. So but, I don't want to encourage him. Um, but but, but I think of- also, don't be careful not to be obsessed with sex talk versus body awareness talk. Yeah. Because we, we, we I think half of the fear a lot of parents have is, We've sexualized everything. Even basic nudity has been sexualized. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with basic nudity. But we turn everything into porn, or you're going to be addicted to porn, yes. or you're off the devil. Yes. I, I'm curious, Muzi, what are you worried will happen if he understands what pleasure is? And he uh, learns it from you and not from someone else? I'm, I'm worried that he might, he, he might be getting to you know, sexual uh, things early. Okay. At, at, at early age, so he has already has been inappropriate with other kids around. So you know what we what he sees on TV and what's happening around. But do you have a conversation with him not to be inappropriate though? Because that's important, especially yeah, to I, hear it from his dad. Yeah, I I had have a conversation with him around mm-hmm. that to tell him. Don't be, you know, sexual. Don't touch other kids, you know. Let, let, let's get Taylor's input here and, and keep you on the line. Taylor, what are your thoughts on what Muzi is saying and what his concerns are? Um, his concerns are valid if he, he feels that his uh, child has already has been sort of inappropriate with other children. But I, I think, again, this is also part of development. And at three, they're really just starting mm. to interact with other children, mm. um, really just starting that socialization process. And so it may take a little while for them to figure out what is appropriate, what's not appropriate, um, and that's okay. So I don't think he should be too alarmed um, that, you know, maybe his, his child has been a little bit inappropriate with other children because he is so young. Um, but it's being able to correct that behavior yes. in a way that's still, like, body positive, right? We don't want to shame the children regarding their own bodies, but we do want for them to understand what is appropriate and what is inappropriate behavior, mm. particularly when they're with other people or in public. Mm. Absolutely. 6.48, fresh breakfast on Metro FM. We're hanging out with sexual health educator Taylor Johnson. More from Taylor after your traffic. Let's maybe do a bit of a role play. I'm your five-year-old daughter or, or four-year-old daughter. She's four, I'm seven. How, yeah. do, how do you talk to us? Yeah, and, and, and let's say... You're not waiting for me to say, Mommy, why does daddy's look different from yours? We're not waiting for that. We're instigating the conversation. Yes, Mommy, talk to us. Okay. <laughs> so, four and, and seven, you're saying? Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, I think keeping it really simple is important. So, explaining that uh, men and women typically have 
different types of genitals, right? We have different private parts, um, and they have some similar functions and some different functions. Mommy, why are they <laughs> private? Why are they private? They're private because um, it, is, it is inappropriate for us to expose these parts of our bodies in public places. Mm. And so because it's inappropriate for us to do that in public places, then we call it a private area. Um, and so this is an area that is only appropriate to be exposed in a private space. Is it, all, is it also, mommy, mommy, is it also private because it's only for me to touch? Yes, these are places where you should, only you should be touching. Other people should not be touching these areas. Um, you know, if mommy needs to help you with something, then that's okay. If daddy or grandma needs to help you with something, okay. But if you ever feel that someone who should not be touching there, or if someone touches you there, and it feels uncomfortable, then you need to tell me immediately. Mommy, why does it feel nice sometimes when I touch there? Because sometimes it does feel nice. Just like it can feel nice to to suck your thumb. It can feel nice to have a piece of chocolate. And so sometimes it can feel nice to touch down there. But again, when we touch down there, we want to make sure that we're not in a public area, mm. that we're in a um, such as at home, maybe in our room, so that um, that's an appropriate time to then touch that part of yourself. Mommy, 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 we are out of time, but if we'd <laughs> like to read more about this, do you recommend any literature? Yes. So, um, Sexy Smarts, we actually have a book that is sort of a resource for both parents and children. Um, it's called Sexy Smarts, Let's Talk About It. Um, it is pretty comprehensive. It goes through a lot of different topics. And so if your children are very young, then I would encourage parents to read it. Um, and it gives you some, some, a lot of information, um, but also some tips on how to talk to your kids about some of these topics. Um, and you can find the book on our website, which is www.sexysmarts.co.za. Or you can find us on Facebook, and the book is also for sale there. Sexy Smarts with an S at the end. Sexy yes. Smarts. And yes. her name isn't Mommy, it's health educator <laughs> Taylor Johnson. She was Mommy for the purposes of this role-playing. Thank you so, so much for sharing with us. I think a lot of parents are going to walk away with the tools that uh, they need, but of course they can head over to that website to get more information. It is okay to talk to your kids and teach them about sex. Don't wait for someone else to do it. Thank you, Mommy. Thanks, Mom. Thank you so much.